is up, Mets fans? Welcome back to a special episode of the Mets Up Podcast. This is insane. Probably one of the weirdest episodes we have ever done and will ever do. We are currently in the desert, out in Arizona. We flew out for the World Series between the Dimebacks and the Rangers. Going to talk to you guys about that. Of course, talk to you about any of the stuff going on in the Mets world as well. James, I believe you have our coordinates? I do have our coordinates. If we you guys are. want to see where we are. As Mark said, live from the desert, you might be able to hear the birds chirping wow. in the background. We almost hit an elk yeah, on, the on, way the, here. on the way here. There's a cactus right behind us. And we are at 33.701-2632 and negative 11.8512-635. Welcome to the Mets Up Podcast. In the desert, boys are out here. Super excited. World Series has been great. Um, having a good time. Shout out to our friend Dalton, who's letting us stay with him. Dalton Appreciate Co. it. Really makes... The, the trip a lot easier to make so much and it's funny because Dalton's a friend of mine from a job I used to have that neither of us have that job anymore and then I just introduced him to Mark randomly a few times and he'd come out to the city for Mets games and we had such a fun time that Mark was able to come here last week without me and now we're back here together Mark two out of two weeks in the desert yeah we're back I've been spending more time in Arizona than I have in New York and I've been having a blast and honestly last night your first ever World Series game it ever was. tell me about your experience because I've been to a, I, I went to 2015 when the Mets were there so what did you think uh, I was sad to miss 2015 just because because I was living in Ohio at the time, going to school, and I wound up coming home trying to see if we could get a ticket. It happened to also be my mom's birthday. It's a funny story I think I've told in this podcast before, but the day the Mets won, I believe that was game three, okay. the Syndergaard game, the first game they won in the World Series. Uh, that was a Friday night, Friday night in college, Halloween. I had booked a flight, stupidly, the next morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, to go back to New Jersey, surprise my mom for her birthday, which is November 3rd. Shout out my mom. Almost going to be her birthday when this episode comes Shout out. Shout out G. Shout out G. And... I tweeted it because that David Wright home run, the Noah Syndergaard pitch, the way Granderson, I think Darno also had a big hit late in that game. It made me and my one friend, shout out Ryan, my best friend in college, just completely feral. Like we were at a <laughs> Halloween party just wearing mess jerseys, not even mingling, not talking to anybody, played the front of the TV watching the game, and we went out crazy. One of the bars in Columbus had a, someone working there who was from Queens. Really? And they saw our mess stuff. They were like, you guys, all night, for free. We were like, really? We were like, yeah. Those $2 drinks in Columbus. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. when you're 19, it still matters. Of course. It's a free I mean, drink. Yeah. Free drink's a free drink. And then I just, the only one of the two flights I've ever missed in my life, completely slept through it. Got on the next one standby, thankfully. Shout out to Columbus Airport. But didn't wind up getting to the World Series that weekend. So this was my first ever World Series. And incredible environment. Like yeah. the Diamondbacks fans, there's been a lot made about this World Series in terms of a lower viewership or like, you know, these like kind of fan bases that people don't really think about when they think of like classic baseball franchises. No. But the Diamondbacks faithful really showed up. We we saw we met someone before the game with a straight up Diamondbacks tattoo. Yeah. A lot of people one of the coolest things about being at this World Series is how many iterations of Diamondbacks teams there have been in recent years and how many crazy jerseys we saw at the game. Yeah, we've been wanting to do Threadheads, but obviously like we're, we're a Mets account. feels yeah. weird to maybe do Arizona Diamondbacks stuff there. But uh, we saw like a Stephen Drew jersey. Joe Mantiply. Uh, Brandon Webb. Like, I wore an Adam Eaton jersey from Dalton. Yeah, signed um, Adam Eaton jersey. Signed Adam Eaton jersey. And I had my AJ Pollock jersey on, yeah. which I've just been rocking for every single game out here. Yeah, I mean, comparing it to what I saw in 2015 with the Mets, obviously like a little more nervous, a little no. more into the game, a little more locked in. But it's it's nice to be in an environment like that this late in the season. Passionate. Yeah, passionate. A lot of passionate fans out there. It's a little bit calmer. It's a little bit calmer for sure. Like, it is not New York fans. That's that's never going to be the case. We just have a car driving by. They're probably like, what are these guys doing right now outside of my home with microphones? This is... Oh, you think it's their home? This is their home. This is going to be a conversation I think we might be having here shortly. But, no, he's driving. Oh, nice dog. How are you? It's a very nice dog. I see right, back to the episode. I think they were just turning around. I think they us. were. They that's were a like, cute dog. Nice doodle. Nice poodle, I think. That a just poodle? That was a poodle? Yeah. Sure, a poodle. But anyway... Back to where I was going with the World Series. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's interesting to see it from the fans' perspective of we have no dog in the race here. Yeah. We have no vesting interest outside of, like, we want to see our friend Dalton be happy because he's a big Diamondbacks fan. But the fans have showed up, and one thing that they did last night that was really cool was Christian Walker has been struggling mightily. Yeah. And they took a little page out of the Philadelphia Phillies playbook, which tip the cap. tipped the cap one of the few times I'll ever say anything nice about the city of Philly or their fan base. But they gave Christian Walker a standing ovation because he's been struggling, he's been pressing, and he immediately answered with a double. The first pitch, first pitch. after the standing ovation and the whole crowd chanting his name. And, and I think this is something that not only like fans of the Mets can learn, fans of baseball can learn everywhere. Like these guys are humans. Like sometimes when you're struggling, you just need a little of encouragement to get you back on the horse. And we say it all the time too that baseball is such a mental game. And even a guy like Tommy Pham, who again he was struggling a little bit, has broken out of it in a big way recently. Shout out Tommy Pham. I think he's got the most hits in the World Series right now. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But he also has gotten huge ovations from this crowd. It's also I feel like this is something that now might catch on across baseball. I think so. Which is going to be a really cool thing that we can know this next year, looking around teams in the league and like who kind of goes out of their way to cheer on the player struggling. And our friend Dalton told us this before the game. He's like, hey, just so you guys know, Christian Walker's first at bat, we're giving a standing ovation. Like, I don't know if it was a social media thing. I don't know if the writers were talking about it. or I don't know if it just got around from word of mouth. But the entire ballpark gave Christian Walker a standing ovation, and he cashed in. Something I implore us Mets fans to do next year. Players struggling, hey, maybe we don't boo. Maybe we cheer. And maybe, maybe it helps them. I mean... You see what a positive environment can do for a guy like Trey Turner. You see what it's done now for Christian Walker. All stuff to keep in mind as the wind is howling here. It's The wind was so calm while we were setting up. As soon as we start, this is what happens when you do an outdoor podcast. In the, we are literally in the mountains right now of Scottsdale, North Scottsdale. We gave you the location. You can find it. But, yeah, I mean, it also, being there, I'm like, I really, I really want a World Series so badly. I mean, I said it to you walking in where it was like trying to cover the side of the microphone where the wind is trying Smart. to hit it right now. Yeah, Smart. but pro podcast. Pro podcast. It, it, I had that moment, like the glass doors moment, where like Max Scherzer's pitching and like Tommy Pham's hitting fifth, and I looked at you. I was like, "This is weird being here without emotion." Yeah. Like there's some emotion just because like you can feel that as a baseball fan, like being in in the scene. And we have also gotten kind of mixed reviews from Dime the Diamondbacks faithful about us being here. Yeah. Like we went out last night after the game, and then we showed our jersey IDs, and they were like, "Jersey Diamondbacks fans were like, oh no, we're Mets fans. We're here visiting, cheering on." The guy was like, "Come on." I was like, "What do you mean, come yeah, on? Come on." But then also like there are some Diamondbacks fans who were like, "Yeah, happy to have you here. Let's go. Let's win." But it is that feeling of like, like I've only been to one natural playoff game in my life. Last year, the wild card series, which is now considered the playoffs, yeah. sure. But like, I've been to one like real five or seven game series playoff game in my life, and it was game two in 2006. Where <laughs> what happened? Game, the game was rained out on a Friday night, and then also tragically, I was night that Corey Lytle perished in a plane yeah. accident. And I came again the next day with my dad, my cousin, and my uncle, and So Taguchi, the game winning home run. Was and that off Oliver Perez? It was either off Perez or Heilman. I don't remember. I think right Heilman gave up the home run in Game Six. I know. I sure. know he gave the home yeah, run in Game I, Six. I don't think he gave yeah, the home yeah. run in Game Six. I know he gave the home run in Game Six. But no, seven, not six, seven, 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 seven. seven. Come on. Yeah, it's all it's all getting jumbled ahead. But so this is the first time I've ever even been to a playoff game outside of that. Yeah. So it's just it's just weird to have like to have this environment and not be the Mets. I've now been to 
ooh, I've been to three World Series now because I also went to the COVID World Series yeah. at the Rangers Stadium, which is also weird now because now they're in the World Series a few years later. Uh, but, yeah, the I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I'll also, just straight up talking about the series, it's been a phenomenal series. Really far. good baseball. Really good baseball. Like, if you're a baseball fan, you should be tuning into this. We told you about this. Don't listen to the writers. Don't listen to everyone saying, this one's boring, nobody cares, low viewership. Sure, while the low viewership thing is a true statement, without and a doubt. It also just doesn't matter really matter at the end of the day like I guess it matters in like a more like macro context where like we want to grow the game we want as many people watching the World Series as possible but I don't know if you're a baseball fan you're not watching this World Series you're genuinely missing out yeah. because Friday night game one of the series was an instant awesome. classic between Corey Seager's home run extra innings Miguel Castro who I poked some fun at on Twitter former Mets. yeah a couple former Mets and giving up the home run to Adelise Garcia and then the Diamondbacks just coming right back at them behind behind Merrill Kelly, a dominant pitching performance. First, I think World Series pitcher to complete seven innings. I believe yep. I saw a tweet since 2019, wow. which is a crazy thing to think about. And and then just another game right here where there was like a couple little moves that happened in Game 3 on Monday night where the entire swing of basically the series changed because now the Rangers have a lead, whereas Christian Walker hits that double like you talked about. Then Tommy Pham had a nice single to drive him in. But Adelise Garcia is one of the best arms in all of baseball, one of the best athletes yeah. in the planet, to use a term that you use a lot. Yes. And threw a seed at home plate where Christian Walker was getting waved in home, and then he put his head down to really get that extra juice in the run. Mm -hmm. But then he got held up. He didn't see the sign, and he got thrown out by a foot and a half, which is, it took a perfect throw. We kind of disagreed on whether or not he should send. I don't think you should send a guy home I you in the second inning of a World Series game with nobody out and your lineup still coming up behind him. I thought you should have. I thought it was a good aggressive play. I think it's the World Series. You had Max Scherzer on the mound, who we know gets rattled kind of easily in these games a little bit here. And uh, I don't know. I like this. Set. It literally took a perfect play. Yeah. And the Rangers executed the perfect play. That's just straight up good baseball. That's what I theoretically you're not wrong no yeah but I think like vibes wise I like the vibe of just like go home we're trying to score they score that run that does change the whole game too for sure and also like, that's a game changing if, play no matter what yeah and if second and third nobody out and you put the ball in play that also again changes the could. game no matter could. what could yeah and again a guy like Max Scherzer who didn't strike I think he struck only one guy out the whole game yeah. so all you do is put the ball in play I don't think the Rangers have brought their infield in that position but we'd have liked to see that because there was a lot of chess there's been great managing this series Bruce Bochy's been doing great he had a great time where he went out and talked to the umpires because there was a play I believe it was in the eighth inning yes where there was a fly ball hit that Alec Thomas made an unbelievable catch at, Great which catch. really got the Diamondbacks back in the game because momentum really swung away as the Rangers kind of kept. And we'll talk about the uh, Max Scherzer, John Gray in a second. But they had all the momentum. Alec Thomas makes a great catch, and they re-upped at second base to see if he would have missed the throw. And then there was a pickoff made because who was on first base? Evan Carter Evan was on Carter. first base. Evan Carter was on first base, who can't steal a bag. And they he threw the who was pitching? It was Frias? Frias. Luis Frias was pitching through second base because they thought that Carter didn't retouch second base on the great catch. Then they reviewed it, determined that he didn't cross the threshold of second base and make the move to third. But then he already picked him off at first. So then Bruce Bochy was like, is that two engagements? Is that two disengagements? Is that yeah. three? Like, what, what's the deal there? Good good stuff. Good baseball all around. I mean, just, again, like, as a Mets fan, I can't stress enough, like, I got a taste of the Mets World Series in 2015 being there. I saw them win a game. I saw that David Wright won. Saw them lose the series. I saw the Royals celebrate on the field. Like, and coming back and seeing now with a significant fan base here because the COVID World Series, of course, was limited, I, mi I missed World Series baseball. I missed yeah. being there. I want it so badly for the Mets, and I hope whatever we do this offseason, David Stern's big plan is just get us there, man. Get us there. And we did feel that in the ballpark last year. During that, um, during the Padres series, like that game too was one of the most Electric. fun baseball environments I've ever had in my entire life. It'll take, it'll take more playoff baseball to match that and exceed that. But just again, being here and the crowd was great. 
we had we had a great great strategic uh, way to get our tickets. We hung out oh, yeah. right next to the stadium until 20 minutes before they threw the first pitch, and we're just watching them drop, refresh, watch them drop, refresh, game plan, watch them drop, refresh. It was fun. It was, that was a rush in and of itself. I just I can't wait for City Field to eventually get that kind of atmosphere around the stadium where yeah. like there's just bars and restaurants. I know there's a couple right now. You have the K Corner, which you can go hang out in, and you have Ebbs. But there's just like there's like a congregation of just so many people all hanging out, all having a good time, all Diamondbacks fans for the most part, where you can just sit and relax, and then literally two minutes before the game, you can walk right in and, and go to your seat. Did meet a couple of Rangers fans, and one Rangers fan had a great point about the way the series has gone so far. He just seemed like a real baseball guy. He was ready to fly back to Dallas the next morning. He's probably back in Dallas right now when you when we're even recording this, let alone you guys are listening to this. But he was like, Yeah, you know, we're like we're the power team and they're the small ball team. I love the way both these teams play, especially the Diamondbacks, and then they win the game 9-1 to on Saturday where you think that's the game that we should have won. And then a game like tonight where it's pitching and defense, we find a way to win that game where you think that's the game style that they should win. So I really think it's going to go 7. I was like, that was a really good point. I like hearing you say that. Yeah, I mean, listen, GG's to the Rangers as always. GG's. Always throw GG's out there. Um, it's It's been nice. It's been fun. And obviously the weather out here, you can't beat it. No, I mean, podcasting 85 degrees and sunny right now with a slight breeze. And a cul-de-sac. And a cul-de-sac, yeah. Shout out Dalton finding a spot for us. How do you know this spot? Well, he told us about a game that they oh, play yeah. in his high schoolers called Hostage, which sounds like a crazy game where you drop your friend in the desert we'll and see they if they f- can find their way out. Yeah, figure figure if they can get their friends to come find them at their location. Sounds more like some really awful activity you would not do for your friends. It's a, it's a desert. This is desert people. Yeah, desert people. He's like, oh, we're scared about snakes. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, again, we literally almost crushed an elk or a deer because he was looking at palm trees. I was dying to see a rattlesnake during this this recording, but I don't think we're gonna get it. A couple you more know, minutes. you say you're dying for it. I'm not. Well, rattlesnakes, once they start rattling, you just got to move. Get out of the way. Don't get rid of them. Yeah. That would be a fun edit, though. That would be a fun edit. That would be a good TikTok. Some of you guys from last season, you remember the bat. uh, That was was also a really fun edit. Shout out the bat. We miss you. Shout out the bat. We do miss that bat. And then to talk about the Mets world, I mean, I know there's like a big rumor you guys want us to talk about. You saw probably some of the news that ended up coming out today about what's going on with the Mets. Penn Murphy. Yes. Just picked up Penn Murphy. No, the Mets have showed serious interest in the waiver reliever market so far this offseason. Picked up Penn Murphy. Someone who I like. He's a. Getting some flack for tweeting about him right now, side but armor. yeah, side armor. He has an amazing slider, better known as a sweeper. Well, well more than a league average in terms of horizontal break. Thing slides right across his zone. He throws 88, but he's also a side armor. Yeah. And in his career, 80 innings, he has I think an ERA in the twos, a WHIP under one, a 28% strikeout rate. What are you going? What's better than that? Five years of team control, and he got UCL surgery this summer, so he's probably going to miss at least half of the season this year, if not more of it, depending yeah. how recovery goes. But he's coming on the 60-day IL, so doesn't need a 40-man roster spot just yet. He's kind of just a free pitcher, and this is the kind of thing that happens when, sadly, when you end so far down the regular season standings, you're able to be a little bit more aggressive in these waiver claims. Yeah, I like the move. I like the move. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before on the podcast about how we want different locations, different arm slots for guys. He gives us a different arm slot for sure. Yeah, and a really good pitch. One yeah. really good pitch, and he has a 20% strikeout rate and a whip under one in 80 career innings. Yeah, no, Penn Murphy, solid pickup there. I'm sure we'll start to see more and more moves being made as the season goes on. But, of course, the World Series is happening right now. There's not going to be anything big going on until after the World Series, most likely. That's just what it kind of seems like. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, excited to be out here in Arizona. Beautiful weather. Wanted to give you guys a quick little mini episode while we were out here on location. We were, we were tasked with finding a cactus, be outside somewhere, and we got one. I think we I think we did a good job for you guys. Good so, uh, anything else to talk about here, James, or is it time to wrap yeah, it up? Yeah, not really. Cars are swirling. I think that we're getting things are getting suspicious. We'd have to stop probably soon. All right.
Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. You know the drill, guys. Follow us on all our social media, at MetsUp on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see what's going on here, we're talking about this, you should go to the YouTube channel of the New York Mets. Closing in on 100K subscribers, subscribe to the channel. Get them to 100K, get a cool plaque. So shout out to the New York <laughs> Mets YouTube channel. I have one. They'll get one soon. Uh, oh, listen to us. Listen to us. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, Google, Odyssey. Drop us a rating. Drop us a review. Download and subscribe. Stare that. We'd love to know what you guys think about these kind of episodes. Yeah. We, can, we can have more fun with these. And, this is fun. And, and try them out. I've Truthfully. enjoyed my time yeah, here. This is so. great. Now we're just going to be standing here, though, waiting for our friend to come back and I pick think us that up. that is Dalton. Oh, that's Dalton? I think oh. so. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were just going to stare that. I don't. Maybe we are. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I shouldn't have pointed. Maybe you shouldn't have pointed. Maybe I should have pointed. Maybe it's time to wrap <laughs> it up here, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Messed Up Podcast. Peace out. Peace out. See you guys next time.